0: Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kerns on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.
1: Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kerns, your host. Glad to have you along. Uh, wow, April. It's already spring has sprung and April is here. And uh, I hope you're enjoying the the weather. Boy, it's taking a pretty good turn this week. I know it's we're not done we're going to have some cold yet but it's a it's been a a good good week. Uh this morning on the program I uh I got a call from uh Barbara Bartle who is uh now a friend and uh she was on the show a number of months ago and she said I've got somebody who I think my <laughs> listeners ought to meet and I said Barbara if 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 I sold if you think this is a good idea count me in and so uh we're we're going to meet today. Uh, a special new friend of hers and become a friend of the show here, uh, Sylvia Whitlock. Uh, good morning, Sylvia. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, I think. Yeah, well, I I think so, too. How are you, Barbara? I feel pretty good. I'm
2: well, thank you.
1: Yes.
3: Uh, uh, Sylvia,
1: how did
2: you two meet? We met
3: at a, a celebration for New Year's Day with the president of Rotary International, Jennifer Jones, mm-hmm. all the way out in California, mm. and and and, uh, and what were you? We were you there for the
1: Rotary thing, Barbara.
2: I was. I just had the great opportunity to um, ride on the Rotary International um, Rose Parade float, oh. and I think it was the forty seventh year for um, the Rotary Club in California to. Be the host for this opportunity, and so as Sylvia said, our Rotary International president was there, and right. I got to meet Sylvia, which was really <laughs> such a great pleasure.
1: Oh, that's awesome! By the way, I've uh, I had family who lived in uh, Pasadena. They they they're little, they're now in Kansas City, but uh, we got to see all not during the parade. We got to see Pasadena. Pasadena is beautiful. Uh, yeah, a little, still yeah. Is that, I mean, if you live in L.A., that's got to be one of the places you yeah. want to live if you can, right?
3: Yeah. And, of course, it has its fame because of the Rose Parade.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, well, we're going to learn about uh, Rotary because, uh, true confession... I, You know, I've heard of Rotary my whole life. Uh, in fact, I think even at Southeast High School where I went, there probably was a Rotary club for students. But I don't know diddly squat about uh, Rotary. So uh, I want uh, Sylvia and Barbara to fill us in. And, and I know that I'm just guessing I'm pretty representative of the audience. And I think there's probably a lot of people in the audience, if they're not involved in Rotary, they probably don't know. And uh, so we're we're going to get into that. But first... Got to get to know the guest a little bit. And Sylvia, uh, 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 where, where are you originally from?
3: Okay, so my first memory of being anywhere was sitting on a little bench in a school in Jamaica. Oh, in Jamaica. In yeah. Kingston, Jamaica, where I was attending, it must have been nursery school, first grade or something. That's my uh-huh. memory. When I go back, that's the first thing that I can remember. Yep. Yeah. I, I was born in New York City, and my mother sent us... My brother and me to Jamaica to live with my grandmother because she didn't want to have little latchkey kids in New York City, mm. and so she sent us to Jamaica to grow up for my grandmother to take care of us. And so, I spent the first fifteen years of my life. Oh wow! In Jamaica.
1: Wow. I you know I've never been to Jamaica. What what are your memories of what Jamaica's
3: like? See, uh, see, <laughs> see, and tree, green trees. And Blue Sea, I mean, we lived maybe about a five-minute walk from the sea, from the Caribbean Sea. Oh, boy. And we would walk down there every morning. That's what we did for fun is just to walk down to the seaside, we'd say, to the seaside. And what I remember about Jamaica is good schools, wonderful teachers, no stress, no pain, a grandmother who took care of us. And I think of all the things that I know now about people and about the world and so on that were not part of my experience at all when Mm. I was growing up in Jamaica. I had a relatively stress-free growing up.
1: I yeah. I I could uh, I could go for some of that. There uh, yeah. I, I I could go for some of that too. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, for so many of us uh, we think, man, if I was if I was living in Jamaica, it would take a lot to peel me away uh to come here. What brought you then uh, to uh
3: you know, back? Uh, when I was 15, I went to a British high school in Jamaica. That's mm-hmm. uh, you know, there were and when I was 15, I came up to New York to go to college. I was ready for college at 15, and I spent the next probably 10 years in college because it was difficult for me. There were a lot of backstories to that. Mm -hmm. But I came to California to visit a friend who lived in California, and I saw palm trees and Bougainvillea. I wish I had never seen Bougainvillea because you can't get rid of it once you get it. Mm. But I saw palm trees in Bougainville, and that to me was Jamaica. We had a palm tree over our front gate a palm mm-hmm. tree on our front lawn and mm-hmm. Bougainville over our front gate and I thought, this is the place for me.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
3: tired of shoveling snow in New York City <laughs> and driving uphill, I worked for the United Nations and dri- driving uphill mm-hmm. up you know to first avenue, yeah. and so I thought, I'm going to move to California, and I did. And yeah. I've stayed here ever since. Okay, now you
1: just it. you just dropped very casually there the fact that you used to work at the United Nations. Yes, I worked. So at, uh, tell me about that.
3: I worked at the United Nations for eleven years. Um, the United Nations was a new thing there; It came in forty-seven. This was uh, much later than that. And uh, and somebody said that's a good place to work. Why don't you apply there? So I went and I applied for a job. I took a test. You have to take a test. You start mm-hmm. to, to take a test everywhere. I took a test, and I got a job, and I did payroll and statistics for the United Nations, which means I learned how to count money in 102 different currencies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. But I got to see people like Fidel Castro upon on on the desk with his sword. But I got to see John Kennedy and Jack Kennedy when they came to the U.N. Oh, wow. And I and I learned about the U.N. and its organizations. And I'm really involved in that now because I belong to a group called United Nations Association USA, mm. who were trying to get things done. There's a mm-hmm. somewhat story there. But um, meeting people from all over the world, uh, the United Nations Uh, taught its employees how to speak languages they were interested in. So Mm. there were about three different languages that I took classes in while I was there. Mm. And I learned what peacekeeping was all about. Mm. So uh, the United Nations was an incredible experience. My son went to the UN school, the United Mm. Nations school, and right on First Avenue. It was just... I've had a lot of really good Mm -hmm. experiences that are really (laughs) special that I just... I am so grateful that I've had. Yeah, you know.
1: Speaking of the, uh, uh, the old joke is: if you speak three languages, you're trilingual. If you speak two languages, you're bilingual. If you speak one language, you're American. And uh, <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of true. It's kind of true, isn't it? How how fluent did you become in in some other languages?
3: Well, I can I can read and write um, Spanish, French, and English. Mm. I can speak a little bit in Spanish and in French. I can, in all of them, and I can understand. But I need to tell you this. My three grandchildren, eight, six, and four, speak German fluently mm. because their dad only spoke German to them. My dad who was American. Mm-hmm. Only spoke German to them when they were born because he wanted them to get a a, a a foreign language. And their grandmother from Argentina only spoke Spanish to them, and, of course, I speak English to them. And they speak all three of those languages equally as well. Mm. But when they speak to each other, they speak German. Mm. German has become their first language. (laughs) Wow. It's the first language they spoke. And you can teach. Now, you know, I'm a retired school principal, so I know what it's like, language classes in school. It's a lot easier to teach kids when they're born another language than it is to teach them when they're Junior high school age, and you begin yeah. to put them in a Spanish class or a French yeah. class. Or I could talk for ten hours on all this Well, I mean, that's I...
1: I find it fascinating. I, you know, the I had a I had a great grandmother who spoke German and very little English. But other than that, you know, uh, if you're in Nebraska like me, you're you're pretty isolated from a lot of other languages. Uh, now things are changing, and, and I I should learn Spanish, but I I'm slow. You know, I'm I'm uh, so I'm I'm always jealous of other people who are conversing in another language. Just take
3: a trip and stay for a month, and you'll come back fluent.
1: Well, okay. See, there you go. Uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, then I want to talk a little bit more about how you two met, and then we'll get a little bit into although. I, I want to reserve the right to take a rabbit trail, because I have a feeling that you've got a lot of interesting rabbit trail stories. So if, uh, so, uh, the, 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 the host is going to call some audibles if I, if I, uh, if I hear something that intrigues me. Uh, but well, we will get into Rotary. Uh, it's great to have uh, Sylvia Whitlock and Barbara Bartle here today uh, to talk about Rotary and a lot more. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Uh, warm up the coffee. We're just getting started on 14993 KLIN
0: keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil this is friendly fire with Stu Kurt on the voice of Lincoln 14993 KLIN
1: we are back at friendly fire saturday uh, talking with uh, Sylvia Whitlock and barbara Bartle and uh, they uh they actually the, the connection between the two of them is a uh, rotary uh, but uh, I've, I've again, I've gotten to know Barbara a little bit and her uh, Nebraska roots, and uh, getting to know uh, Sylvia, and we will get to the Rotary. Uh, but uh, Sylvia's uh, led a very, very uh, rich life, and uh, so I said I reserve the right to go down some rabbit trails if there are some things that sound very interesting. So, uh, so how many years
3: were you at the United Nations? About eleven years. Wow. I mean, I set up their computer system. Can you believe it? And now I can't even talk to the computer.
1: (laughs) Well, I, you know, I have a father-in-law who uh, used to uh, type punch cards for the old, uh, the original ones. You know, yeah, yeah,
3: that's what we had key punch cards right next to my computer library. Isn't
1: that something? That's something. So how did you then? uh, So you got tired of the cold. You decided it was. uh, You had an opportunity, and you took it to go to Los Angeles. Now, Is that right? Yes. From from New to York California. To, Angeles, to California. To yeah. California. Yeah. And uh, what part of California there, or what part of Los, it Los Angeles? It was actually
3: uh, about maybe about 35 miles um, east of Los Angeles in San Bernardino. Okay. More in San Bernardino County. Yeah. And right near the borders. And in the foothills. Beautiful mm-hmm. spot. Beautiful green trees, beautiful flowers, mm-hmm. beautiful palm mm-hmm. trees. I'm Beautiful headed... temperature, no snow to shovel. <laughs> of course, that's not true this week. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Well, my, I'm
1: headed out there for my daughter's wedding in a month, and uh, she's in a little apple orchard village called Oak Glen. Oh, yeah? Have you heard of that? We
3: take our kids to Oak Glen to pick apples of it, yeah.
1: Okay, that's where we're going to be.
3: Yeah. So is it
1: is it a good spot?
3: Yes. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to we it. We took kids up there every year on a bus trip to pick apples. Uh, I, it's hard for me to picture mountainy
1: stuff. And, I mean, I know there are mountains and everything, but the mountains around L.A. are so dry. Yeah. It's hard to think of fertile mountains that are that close. But it, oh, yeah. they're they're pretty close, right?
3: Yeah, they are.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, so you you came out to uh, L.A. and uh, and again the uh, you mentioned uh, the palm tree, and then uh, was that a covered... Bolan Villa? Yeah. What I've never heard of that. What You've never it? heard? No.
3: I'll have to show you a picture. It's that red. It's a, a bushy plant mm-hmm. that kind of runs. You can grow it on a wall mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. red flowers. You can get it in red, purple, white, pink. It has yep. different colors and yep. they're, they're close together, those flowers. I'll show you pictures. Okay. you have see, oh, maybe you're in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> there, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: There, there are all kinds of things we don't see in Nebraska and one of them yeah. is the ocean. Yeah. Uh, but, very,
3: uh, very, very, bushy, very bushy plant that grows in profusion. And will yeah. grow on a wall or grow over an archway. You can train it over an archway. Yeah. And the colors are just amazing.
1: So how many years have you been out then in, in the Los Angeles area?
3: Let's see now, 51. Probably, probably 40 years.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So that's, I mean, that's home now.
3: Yeah. In fact, more than that. More than that.
1: A, lot, a long yeah, time. It's
3: probably closer to 60 years. Wow. Because my son just turned 50 and he was born there. Mm-hmm. And Meredith Dot
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Okay. So uh, now let's let's start a little bit about learning about Rotary. And Barbara, where now you guys met through Rotary, but how did you get involved in Rotary?
2: You know, uh, 1993 is mm-hmm. when I joined Rotary, mm-hmm. and I that is when I was um, with the um, Foundation for Lincoln Public Schools. Mm-hmm. And Tom Osborne was um, starting Teammates. Mm. And uh, we were the fiscal agent for Teammates. And I was uh, presenting, I, I think, at Rotary um, about Teammates, or, you know, mm-hmm. it, but it really started because of Teammates. And so. Um, Rotarians at the time were really helping getting they still are of course today but they were really kind of the core um beyond the football players that Tom started with mm-hmm. then they moved out into the community and Rotarians were so active and so I was asked to join Rotary and mm-hmm. um 2001 I was president of Downtown Rotary 14 um and so now that's a long time. <laughs> yes, that is
1: a long time. That's, uh, so, uh, and uh, Sylvia, same question for you. How did you, how did you first get involved in Rolary? You me? know, uh,
3: 1976, I went to work in Duarte, this little town right near Pasadena, mm-hmm. as a school principal. And I went to see the superintendent to ask what the community was like, because the new principal, you want to know what the community is like. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, Dick, I need you to tell me about this community. And he said, oh, you don't need to worry about this community, because we have a Rotary Club here. And I said, (laughs) really? What is Rotary? I had no clue what Rotary was. Mm. And he explained that Rotary took care of the community, you know, it's a humanitarian group and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. So he said, but we're going to invite you to join Rotary. Mm. problem is we don't have any women, mm. but I'll talk to the district governor. And he talked to the district governor, told him, he said, you know, we have, three, we have three principals in my district who would make good Rotarians. Why can't I invite them? And the district governor said, go right ahead, but I'll tell you this, when you register them with Rotary, don't tell anybody they're women and <laughs> <use their initials. laughs> just use their initials. Just use their initials. Now, what year is this, roughly? This was 70s, about 76.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: And, I um, thought we knew
1: better by 76, yeah, but we, yeah. we didn't. And didn't we? I had
3: never heard of Rotary.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, I lived in New York. I worked on 42nd Street. Mm-hmm. I knew about Kiwanis. I knew about um, Elks. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I had never heard of Rotary, yeah. which is true about most people that have not heard of Rotary. Mm-hmm. Now it's probably a little less, so, but just a little less. So.
1: so, so the the heart of Rotary is community service. Is that fair yes. to say? Oh yeah, yeah, it, is. it and, is. And how long has Rotary been around then? Oh, uh,
3: it just passed its its centennial anniversary. Yeah. Oh
1: really? Oh, so over a hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. And uh, and is it Rotary and I. I Major communities, minor communities, is it? Is it – do we know how many chapters there are in the United – Or and I've heard of Rotary International, so is it just – I assume it's in other places, other countries too. Is that right, it's in, Yeah,
3: it's yeah. in a lot right. of the countries. There are over a million Rotarians, wow. one point something million wow. Rotarians. We're in wow. – It's in over – a little less than 300 countries around the world.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 46,000 clubs.
1: Really, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, wow, I mean, so it's it's probably hard to go where there isn't a rotary club.
2: That's, That's right. true. That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. What was it that uh, Sylvia? What was it that 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 kind of drew you in? Obviously, there you saw some kind of benefits, uh, but the well, superintendent was my boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll. Said,
3: we meet, we meet every Monday morning here in my office, and we'll talk about things we're going to do in the community, and it was, you know, yep. people I worked with, and it mm-hmm. seemed like a good thing, and I thought, you know, I knew about United Way. United Way was my route to charities, but yep. I had never heard about any of these other things, mm-hmm. so this just opened up to me another route into doing some communities. Yeah, yeah. Now, how, how did you get
1: involved in working with the school district then? or or uh
3: I, I was a graduate i graduated teacher education and uh, you get a job as a teacher you get a job as a principal that's what that's what i was working as a uh-huh. principal in the school district
1: wow and uh i mean okay I mean that's a that's a very important position in the community. I mean to be a principal did, did you do time in the classroom as well or just go right to being a principal?
3: No, I I was in a I taught second grade classes and third grade classes in uh, actually in in New York mm. before I moved to California. Mm-hmm. When I moved to California. I went to to work as a teacher and you get a you know you become a consultant and then you apply to be a principal, and yeah. there you are a principal. Then you become assistant superintendent and all the other stuff. Wow! But yeah,
1: no, I mean that's uh, wow. I mean that's a very rich uh, work history there. I mean the, between the United Nations and and then uh, uh, and then the being you know, a teacher it, and a principal. You know,
3: I and I didn't realize it when I was living it. Now when I talk about it, I keep thinking, wow, that was really. Good experiences
1: yeah they were yeah yeah there uh, so you were involved in school districts in New York and in California yes then. yeah was it uh, was that remarkably different one to the other or was it you know school is school
3: I think at that time school was school and mm-hmm. now it's probably different But I think mm-hmm. at that time school was school and starting as a teacher and leaving as a teacher, I knew that I would get a job as a teacher in, yep. in California, and mm-hmm. I did. And you just keep moving.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, we're going to take another break. and when we come back, I want to uh, dig a little bit deeper into what Rotary does. It's, you know, it's, there's a lot of charitable things that can be done, but let's see what the primary focus is. And again, and I want to hear a little bit more about the uh, Rose Parade. That sounds really fun. So it's a Friendly Fire Saturday, talking with uh, Sylvia Whitlock and Barbara Bartle, and glad to have you along. We'll be right back here on The Voice of Lincoln, 1400 and 99.3 KLIN.
0: Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns, 1400 and 99.3 KLIN.
1: We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking today with uh, Sylvia Whitlock and Barbara Bartle. And uh, they met through uh, Rotary. We we're learning a little bit about that. But, but also, uh, uh, Barbara uh, brought uh, Sylvia here. Uh, the, the reason you're here is to speak at one of the Rotary events. Is that right? That's right. And what's, what is that event, Barbara?
2: This uh, weekend, we are hosting the District 5650 Conference in Lincoln. Mm. And Sylvia... Is a keynote for our conference
1: that's awesome I uh, you know if I weren't already so busy I would I'd, 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 think man I need to I need to think about rotary myself but maybe some of you are listening out there aren't as busy and and uh, I, I will just say the life of a pastor has to make a lot of hard decisions so but I'm counting on some of you doing this hard work that I can't do uh, okay so we were talking about uh, involvement in rotary and then off-air Barbara said, well, we need to talk about what happened in 1987. And uh, so, Sylvia, what happened in 1987? To
3: give give this to you quickly, Mm -hmm. when uh, Dick invited us to join Rotary, uh, you know, we sent in the initials and stuff, and we did all the Rotary stuff. We, you know, made dinner for cancer survivors, and we worked helping teachers in the schools and so on. And we had the 25th anniversary of the Dwardy Club. Mm. And when they invited the people from Evanston to come, those people came and they saw women Rotarians. And they thought, what is this? We don't have women in Rotary. (laughs) And we thought, well, this club does. And they went back home and and told the people in Evanston, and they wrote us a note and said, number one, we don't have women in Rotary. Number two, ask those women to leave Rotary. And number three, if they don't leave, stop calling yourself a rotary club. Mm, wow. So Bill Brooks, who was one of our members, said, That's okay. We'll just call ourselves the ex rotary club of Dwardy. <laughs> we put an X over the pin and I have one, I have one in my bag, I'll show you. Put mm. an X over the Rotary Pin and we became the ex-rotary club of Doherty. Wow. And we continue to do everything that Rotarians did in our community. They they came and they took our charter mm. because we didn't ask the women to leave. They took our charter. But we continued to do community service, except we couldn't do international service because we didn't have Rotary's blessings and we couldn't do that. Mm. But we continued to do the, the community service. And and one of our members said, I think we could probably sue Rotary to get these women admitted. Mm. So to make a long story short, we we got an attorney, we went through a superior court. Superior court said, Rotary is right. They can kick you out if they want. We appealed it. The appellate court said, they're wrong. They're wrong. You have to have those women in Rotary. So they, the appellate court took us back, and that's when I came in as president. Then we had Rotary said, no, 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 no. no. We're going to appeal this to the United States Supreme Court. Mm. The United States <laughs> Supreme Court. Scotus, us. Oh. And they did. And it was 1987 when the Supreme Court uh, decision was that women need to be in all the service clubs, not just Rotary, mm. that there should not be discrimination in these mm-hmm. kinds of organizations. Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's when I became a full-fledged, and so did all the other Rotarians yeah. become full-fledged Rotarians. So,
1: you know, again, we're trying to, you know, I was, whatever, back in the 80s, I was, Whatever. I actually, I was a school teacher back then. So, I, but I was a young punk, and we forget what things were like back there. But uh, back then, uh, because by today's standards, this is just insane. Why would they? Why would they not want women in a service well, well, what, yeah, what, what the service club? What were the reasons? See,
3: it, two things stand out for me. Yeah. You was know, created creed is service above self. Mm. The women were invited there to do service. Yeah. The men who didn't want the women in the club <laughs> were busy concerning themselves yeah. and weren't paying any attention to the service when they mm. said no yeah. woman. Yeah. But it was a different time. Uh, women weren't doing as many different things as they do today.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: as one of the presidents we had said, women now are construction workers, they're physicians, they're teachers, they're everything. Yeah. The time was changing, but roadway wasn't changing with the time. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court was wise enough to see that all these things were happening, and they needed to fix that. And that that's what happened.
1: Yeah, that that is a a Supreme Court case to finally a open Court, up. Supreme Court,
3: nineteen eighty seven. It took eleven years for us to do that. Wow, eleven years,
1: and 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 all to serve the community. I mean, it's just kind of rich that. Uh, that we're excluding people from wanting to do things that are selfless and only for the benefit of the community yeah. that uh, again to our i'm glad that by our ears today that sounds ridiculous yeah, man. but it wasn't it was it was an issue back in the seventies and, and roadway
3: had good connections they had people men who were connected and mm-hmm. people who could do things, and we needed to work together, yeah, we needed to work together to get all that done so that
1: yes was, uh, yes there um so uh, you two meet uh, just one quick rabbit trail because I find it interesting. You meet uh, because you're out in L.A. and and for the Rose Parade and you're going to be a part of the float. Uh, that well, that had to be a kick. Well, what was that like?
2: It was an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, um, as Sylvia said, it was very um, it was wonderful to be with our international president. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's for me? Same night, Mm -hmm. the first woman to be president of Rotary International Mm. in 117 years is in the room. Wow. With the first woman to be the president of a club in the world. Mm. So you have the first woman as a club president and the first woman as the international president together. Mm. So that was a very unique experience. Yeah and uh very special to be there Mm -hmm. um so but the parade um was uh it is amazing to see how those floats are put together Mm. and the what is so wonderful about pasadena and there's such great pride in the Mm -hmm. community about this float Mm -hmm. and the organization just incredible organization Mm. from the from the day they, you know, bring all these flowers in to the day those floats all come downtown and are, are parked and ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's amazing to watch. But it, for me, the takeaway was the pride of the community mm. um, and yeah. how important it is to the whole community. Yeah. And I didn't expect, um, so we actually were on uh, the top of our float and most of the time I was looking in one direction, waving and the other aha for me was thinking about how I am at a parade. Like, I'm not sure I've waved at people in the floats before as they go by <laughs> or that I've actually yeah. looked at the people.
1: Yeah,
2: And I just was amazed that they were all waving, even after yeah. two hours to the very end. Mm. They'd been, we were like towards the end Mm. and they were still waving Mm. and the excitement, I I started realizing right away, they really wanted to connect with us. Mm. And so I tried to look into the eyes of as many as I could Mm -hmm. Um, and wave back to them because they were so excited. It was—it yeah. it felt a little bit like when we're at a Husker game and the camera comes on you, yeah. and the kids are all excited. You're waving yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah, that's how it felt. It was um, actually I didn't expect it to be so emotional.
1: Huh. It's, isn't it funny when things like that they kind of catch you by surprise, and it's cool. like, well, I knew it'd be kind of cool, but all of a sudden, that kind of it kind of hit your heart in a way you weren't expecting. Yeah.
2: It was. Really yeah, true. Yeah.
1: yeah. So Sylvia, there you are, and so you're the first president of a chapter, and then the the international uh, direct what is it director? Or what's the title for the president, interna- pre- president. International president. What was that like to be uh, in that same uh, in that uh, together?
3: Well, you know, I, I've known Jennifer for a long time. Okay. For a long time. So the first done, time you? Met. I've done lots of stuff for her because at one time I was just the first president. Yep. Now she's the first international president. Yep. So I've known Jennifer for a long time. So it was mm-hmm. just nice to be. with She's a friend now. She's yeah. just someone I. Love. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome.
1: We'll take one last break. When we come back, we'll do a little shameless plug, and then we'll. Uh, and I want to hear. <laughs> there's one more aspect of your career that I got tipped off to during the break, and we have to talk about that. So is that okay? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, One last break here. We'll be right back. You're listening to Friendly Fire on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3, KLIN.
0: Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3, KLIN.
1: Welcome back. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday uh, talking with uh, Sylvia Whitlock and Barbara Bartle today. And uh, they met through Rotary. And uh, 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 Barbara, it is a time where we always do a shameless plug. And and it sounds like you've got a big event with Sylvia coming up uh, this weekend.
2: We do. District 5650 has um, 39 Rotary clubs. Mm. If you drew a line at Aurora and go north and south, we're east, eastern Nebraska, And along the Missouri River, we have five or six communities that are in Iowa. Mm. So um, it's a great district. And this weekend, um, we have a sellout for our Saturday night dinner. We have 280 coming for that dinner. We have um, close to 200 during the day for different Mm. events. Tomorrow night, Friday night, we're going to have a social. Very fun. Um, One of my responsibilities as district governor is to visit all 39 clubs, Mm -hmm. and along the way, I started hearing from all the presidents, from many of the presidents, that they played in a band, Mm. and so tomorrow night, we're doing Rotary's Got Talent, we have two bands made up of all Rotarians, Um, we're really looking forward to it, we have every, there are 500, um, over 500 districts in the Mm. world, Mm. and always there's a Representative from Rotary Mm. International, Jennifer, selects someone to come to your district. And we're very fortunate that we will have Michael Babb and his wife, um, Tammy, from Nashville. Oh, wow. Yeah. What timing? Yeah. Yeah. They're really in our hearts. They'll be arriving. Um, So, anyway, uh, we're very excited about that. And our theme is peace, love, and understanding. Mm. Just imagine. Our theme this year for Rotary International is that Jennifer Jones has selected is Imagine Rotary. Mm. So um, I had the opportunity to go to Warsaw um, with Steve Glenn's project that he had with the hotel in Warsaw Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. met Rotarians there. And, um, of course, you can imagine that's life-changing to help the Ukrainians um, in the resettlement. And so our district has done um, amazing support from here. Yeah. And um, so we're really focusing on Ukraine, and we will have a book fair for Rotarians to purchase books for um, Ro- Ukrainian and Afghan children that are here. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a great weekend, and um, right. we're really pleased to this morning to be able to have you meet Sylvia.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, if there if somebody says, "Hey, I want to learn more about uh, Rotary," what, uh, is there a website or something where they could? Oh yeah. What?
3: Yeah. Uh, Rotary, Rotary.org, or Rotary, Rotary International.
1: Okay, so, everything
3: you want to know,
1: and everything you want to know. That well, that is uh, that is very encouraging. Um, we may circle around back to Rotary a little bit, but uh, I want to make sure we don't skip over. So, in between. Uh, working at the United Nations and learning multiple languages and coming to California and teaching and being the first, uh, again, Rotary president and being a principal. Somewhere in there, you got training as a psychotherapist? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> when when I worked as a principal, yeah. there were a lot of... Uh, my school was probably maybe not quite 50% Hispanic. Mm-hmm. but almost. And there were a lot of children in the school being raised by grandparents mm. and being raised badly by the grandparents that mm. created that situation that brought these children in the school. Mm-hmm. And and I, there were problems, daily problems that we saw at home. Mm. And I thought, you know, I need to study about this. <laughs> Interestingly enough, When I first went to college, my major was psychology because I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Mm. And Mm. then I kind of fell out of the pre-med thing and went into teaching because I had all these units that I didn't know what to do with answer. And I thought, I need to go back to school and follow through on this uh, psychology interest. And so I did. I went to Azusa Pacific and I took a class in in, uh, becoming a a psychotherapist. Mm. And that's what I've done. for the last maybe 30 years or so. Wow. Uh, And that was an offshoot of my experience in school and seeing kids who needed to have care that wasn't readily
1: available. Yes, and the need has has certainly done nothing but grow over the years, the kind of challenges that... uh, When you're you're a principal, obviously you see you're in the front line of all kinds of challenges. what what were some of the things that you that most commonly you just had to deal with that was challenging
3: well a lot of them were absent fathers Mm. a lot of them were uh, mothers who were too young to be mothers Mm. you know and that read right back to the grandmother thing and so on and a lot of that was uh, you know trying to trying to get kids in the in the situation where they could accept what was being given to them in school because there wasn't anything else they were worried about. They weren't worried about where the next meal was coming from or so on and so forth. But there were a lot of kids who didn't have parents that they needed to have at home and didn't Mm -hmm. have the kind of training that you want your child uh, to have. And so um, that's what got me. Yeah,
2: yeah, Barbara? One of the passions um, with Sylvia working with children and families is a school now that um, she's working with in India.
3: Yeah, I mm. need to tell you about that. Yeah. Please do. the, uh, the uh, You know, when I first went to India, I grew up in Jamaica. Jamaica was a commonwealth country. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. India was very much part of uh, and India was a place with maharajas and castles and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Well, the first time I went to India, I found out it wasn't like that at all. Mm. It was a lot of poor places, a lot of poor people, a lot of need. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so I read a book called Half the Sky, written by Nicholas Kristof. And it's a story about the victimization of women mm. in the world, including these United States. Mm-hmm. And I was coming in as a district governor that year, and I remember saying to a good friend of mine, I'm really interested in this, and the district tends, the district's tendency is to support a governor's project for the year he's governor. Mm. And I said to Roger Schulte, Roger, this is what I'm worried about, this victimization stuff. And he said, talk to Deepa Willingham. She's Mm. an Indian woman who now lives in Santa Barbara, and Mm. she wants to start a school. Mm. Well, Deepa started a school along with the cooperation of the club in Calcutta. She started a school for girls in a little town called Piali, about Mm. maybe 35 miles from Calcutta,
2: Mm.
3: in a little village where... These kids did, never knew anything about school, and they were used to having fathers walk their girls into the city and sell them. Mm. That's what happened. Mm. Well, to make the long story short, mm-hmm. she started the school, it's about 11 years now. We've had our first graduating class. We have three young women who graduated as midwives. Mm. We have one who's coming here to go to school at San Luis Obispo, and then she's going to medical school. It's an... My district raised ninety thousand dollars. We built a four-story school. We have two hundred and twenty-one mm. girls, and they're just knocking on the charts. Oh, learning, learning, learning.
1: Oh, that's that's and, awesome.
3: And they can tell you stories about what yeah. happens when a father takes a girl into the city to sell us, because they don't do it anymore. They know. Wow. They know that is Rotary. That wow. is Rotary, Rotary. stuff.
2: Wow. That's in the world, but it's also right in our community, doing all that kind of great work. Yeah, yeah. And I tell them, when, when I talk,
3: I don't take a stipend. I said, send that money to the school. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. send it to Piali. That's where they need it.
1: You know, there, we've made progress, and, and again, Rotary and other organizations do great work, but it, sometimes it feels like a bottomless pit. Like, there are just so many problems around the world. How do you stay optimistic?
3: Uh, we see the We see the results. Yeah, We see three girls in nurses' uniforms in a room up there, and we know, hey, yeah. we can do this in Piali, which is a nondescript little place, and we can do mm. it there, we can do it anywhere. Yeah, That's what keeps you going.
2: I like that. You know, Benjamin, uh, um, there's a, a, a new book out um, that talks about I and we. We mm. might have talked about this, Stu, before. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I had this aha this year as district governor. Mm-hmm. And you know, we in about the 60s were very we-oriented. If you think about we talked about our kids it meant mm-hmm. all of the kids in town. And now we talk about I. But Rotary is a we organization mm-hmm. and so is Kiwanis and so are so many other churches. Your church mm-hmm. is a we organization. Mm-hmm. You want to know how we can bring hope in the world is yeah. when we start working all together Yeah, and bring that power together and That's yeah, a, well,
1: every... and that's a big part about what we try to do here on this radio program is to bring, uh, we've got a lot more in common than, we're, than we have that's different so I just want to thank you Sylvia and Barbara for coming in today what a joy to, I bet we could tell stories for a long time
3: yeah and when I talk about it it feels so good yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. well thank you for being here today, I really appreciate it And I leave uh, saying, as I always do, to think about it and talk about it. We'll see you next week.